0: Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 134. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape Podcast. I'm your host, Alexa Bigwarf, and we are so pleased to bring you another month of our Lose the Cape Book Club. Just a few announcements before we get into announcements. Like, this is so official. Just a few things that I want you to know about that are on the horizon for us. So starting next month, which is uh, in one day, we will be really focusing on our series about teens and tweens and living with them and coping with them. The reason we decided to do another book, another Lose the Cape anthology called Lose the Cape, A Nothing But a Teen Thing... Is because both Carrie and I are at the stage and a lot of people that have grown up with Lose the Cape, if you will, are getting to the point where we have teens or tweens. My son turns 11 in just a couple weeks and um, he was five, I believe, when I started this whole Lose the Cape journey. So, um, you know, we've grown up and now we're in a in a different place in our life. And we wanted to bring something that speaks to people who are going through the teen and tween phase as well to kind of bring some funny stories, some what to expect stories and some serious things from experts who talk about uh, safety and communications and dealing with anger and all kinds of different things. So, we're super excited about the book, Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing, which is coming out in June. And as we prepare for it, we'll be talking with experts and talking with other people. If you missed last uh, the last podcast episode, it was with Laura Lyles-Reagan, who is a uh, parenting expert and talks about, particularly with twe- teens and tweens, and talked all about communications with them. So make sure you go back and listen to the last episode if you missed it. So without further ado, I bring you our March um, book club interview, which by the way, if you are new to the podcast or haven't caught an episode in a while, we have started doing our interviews live on our Facebook page on Wednesdays. So the time usually varies just because of the schedules of our guests and whatever else we have going on. So sometimes it may be at 10 a.m. yet Eastern up to as late as 1 p.m. Eastern. So um, you know, keep an eye out. We try to create an event so that you know what time it's going to be or post a little bit ahead of time to give you a warning. But we wanted to do this so that if people wanted to interact with our guests and engage in the conversation, they could actually show up. Plus, some people don't consume podcasts, but they're on Facebook all the time and can listen while they're doing other things. Um, so basically, we're just expanding our horizons and trying to be able to reach our people in whatever way that is possible. So um, the, the last Wednesday of every month, we do our book club. We're excited to announce that our book club pick for April is Heather LaRoss's book, Just Tell Me I'm Pretty. Now, don't be confused by the name. It's Just Tell Me I'm Pretty Musings on a Messy Life by Heather LaRoss. You may be familiar with her. She's a popular blogger over at Tipsy Tierra's. But um, this book is more than just about a woman talking about whether or not she's pretty or not. It's a memoir about Heather's life, raising, she's a mid 40s mom. She's raised two boys or is still in the process of raising two boys. One has severe ADHD. And um, she basically chronicles, you know, some of the challenges that she's faced as a mother, not only with uh, children, but also with an ailing parent and the different medical issues that she's dealt with with her mom. She talks about changes in her body as she's gone into the 40s In her 40s. She talks about all kinds of stuff that I think will really resonate with moms who are in their 30s and 40s. It's a book that made me laugh. It made me tear up as the mom of a son with ADHD, reading some of the letters that she wrote to her child and how she tried to navigate the system. I mean, it just any, any parent with a child with special needs will really, really be able to identify with what she talks about. So, you know, her her description on the book is starts off with, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the chaos in your life, ever felt like running away because it was all too much, wanted to hide in the closet for a moment's peace and quiet? If so, you'll want to wrap yourself up in the comfort of a book from someone who gets it. And it's just – it's a really great uh, – it's a great memoir from a – not well-known author who's just like you and me, as opposed to the book that we review this month, which is by a famous blogger who is not just like you and me, but tried to pretend like she was. And that's one of the biggest issues that Nancy and I took with the book. But you'll hear all about that in a minute. So you can head on over to our 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 blog, LoseTheCape.com, and you will see the post about our April pick. Um, So grab yourself a copy either on Kindle or paperback and we would love, love to, we may even offer you the opportunity to get it free. So um, check that out. We'd love to have you join us in the discussion the last Wednesday of March. Um, Please either send us an email and let us know if you'd like to discuss it live with us. We'd love to get this like real book club feeling going where there's a couple of us out there on the book club sharing our thoughts and um, feelings about the book, Uh, we will have Heather with us actually talking about the book. So if you want to join us live on the Facebook, we'll be sure to keep you informed about that. All right, without further ado, I would love you to listen to our fantastic review on Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face. Stop believing the lies about who you are so you can become who you were meant to be. Have a great day. And for those of you who celebrate, happy Easter. Okay, welcome, welcome as we do another episode of the Lose the Cape Book Club. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, host of the Lose the Cape podcast with Nancy Cavallone my wonderful uh, assistant and co-host and book club extraordinaire uh, person. And today we are getting straight to business. Okay, so... Today, for our March book club pick, we chose to go with the book, Girl, Wash Your Face, Stop Believing the Lies About Who You Are So You Can Become Who You Were Meant To Be by Rachel Hollis. So the reason we picked this book is because um, it came to us in our sparkle Hustle Grow subscription box this month, so we were like, "Great! Looks like a good book. It's totally in line with the types of books that we're trying to read for um, self improvement and all those kinds of things." And um, and we didn't have to go out and buy it, so that was a plus. We already had it coming to us. But I got to tell you, I had such a strong reaction to this book, and I'm not sure if it's because. I'm super stressed out right now. I'm overwhelmed in my life in general. I'm I'm overwhelmed in my business world. I am stressed out because my father is uh is in the end stages of life. I've got problems with my kids. My house is a disaster. Everything is just like going crazy. So, you know, everything that I say comes with the grain of salt that I'm just in a horrible mood. <laughs> But I was relieved to see that Lindsay didn't like it either when we posted about it. So I'm just going to give you a quick overview of my impression and then we can dig in and talk about it. So, you know, also we are coming off of two like powerhouse books. Um, the Year of Yes by Chandra Rhimes was one of my favorite books ever. And I felt like it just really, really spoke to me. And then we. Re- and I read Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness. And you know, you just can't go wrong with Brene. She just digs into such deep topics and handles them so well. So that's what we're coming off of. And then we read Girl Wash Your Face, which I just think is one of the dumbest titles ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I really am mad as a publisher that they would go with that because the whole time I'm reading, why did they call this? Watch your face. Watch your face. And then it's the
1: final line of the book where she's- No, like, no, no, no. She talked about it earlier in the book. Oh, I missed that. Okay. I must- Yeah. Have it's like a, meta- it's a metaphor
0: for like, pick yourself up right. and move and on. I was <laughs> say. At the very end, she says, pick yourself up and wash your face. But I don't know. I just- like I said, take everything that I say about this book with a total grain of salt because I just am not in a good place right now. But here's <laughs> here's why I had such strong rea- a strong reaction to it. Uh, as I said, we've come off of these two really good books with really deep underlying things. And I start reading this book and I'm thinking... No, okay. I don't know who she is. I'll be quite honest with you. I know. She, I don't.
1: I don't know. I never heard of her website. Right.
0: I know she's big on the blogging scene, and I, I like the fact that her mission is very in line with our mission. Actually, providing good quality content for women and providing a, a non-judgmental, <laughs> as I'm going into tearing apart this book, but a book review. I don't think should be a judgment on a person, although. But you know. Anyway, all of that. Anyway, so it sounds like she's her mission in her business is very in line with what our lose the cape mission is, which is great. She's been through some really rough things. And those parts of the books were the part that connect I connected with the most. She talks briefly about her brother committing suicide and how that impacted her. I kind of wish she'd gone into more detail on that. Not that actual event itself but on the on the impact how she healed from it how that impacted her life she talks about this to me was one of the saddest parts of the books and one of the biggest things i really she talks about the impact of trying to adopt children and foster children and the the big impact that it had on her life with um the two main events that she talks about with um they were adopting twin girls and they'd had the babies at home with them for about a week when the father decided that he wanted them. So they lost their girls, which to me, I can only imagine the heartbreak that that must've cost them. But I didn't feel like she delved into it enough to really, I mean, it was very superficial
1: the way she was like, very, very like fluffy. Superficial. Like she didn't really get too deep into anything. And then, um, Maybe we should just explain a little bit, like, what the format of the book was, which is, like, so she, so each chapter is about a lie that she told herself or a lie that she believed about herself. So she just gives you some, like, you know, background on the lie and where it came from, and then she follows it with what I think are supposed to be action steps. But you know, this is what I did, one, two, three. This is how I, you know, shut that lie down, one, two, three. And so I guess technically the action steps, but it's very not substantial.
0: Exactly. And I think that's part of the problem that I had with it because it just kinda goes through these things and you're like, Great, that's how you coped with it in your very privileged life. How can this apply to the masses? You know, what can I actually, and some of it is okay, but some of it was just, I'm reading these tips and I'm like, okay. Uh, Her solution for uh, the lie that she's bad at sex was have sex with your partner every day. Commit to having sex with your partner every day. I
1: was I did that, and I was like,
0: okay, um, wow, well, no. First of all, okay. So let me back up to why I disliked the book so much because I started getting kind of on a on a tangent there. I did want to express that there were some parts that were very touching to me, and and obviously, you know, the 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 scrutiny that they put themselves under, and the fact that you know, somebody reported them for potential child abuse when they were in the foster care program and they had to go through this entire... I mean, that that's heart-wrenching and that's difficult. And those are the difficult things that I wanted her to get more into and talk more about. And I feel like the one, two, threes, are, they're super short. They're super like, whatever, and okay. But she starts the book, this is... So I just started pissed off because she starts the book like completely... <laughs> like almost justifying why she can talk to normal people as a non-normal person, you know? So like, and I was comparing it to Chandra Rhymes and Brene Brown because both of them are celebrities. Both of them have a wide audience. Everybody wants to read their books. And I feel like this is a book that she was like, I have a huge audience. They want to learn more about me. So let me share with them. With the other two books, they don't make excuses about themselves or- right. Or try and justify why it is where they are. They just like a
1: larger a larger purpose to that book.
0: Yeah, and they were you know? very much like there was no excuses for who they were and why they were telling this story. When Chandra talks about getting ready for any big fancy event where she's in a big fancy dress or anything, there's not this part where she was like, "Well, I was in my fancy dress, but I'm just like you, little people. You know, I worried if I was fat in my dress too." She doesn't talk about stuff like that because it's not important. Her her her, her topic at hand. It's just
1: kind of fitting in. You know, for yeah. This is like the first three pages is are like, like, I, it's ironic yeah. when you think yeah. about it because yeah. the book is supposed to be like you know having confidence and like being yourself but she obviously feels insecure about the fact that, like, she is not like most people. Yes, exactly. Because the
0: yeah. first like whole chapter was all about like, yes, well, you may seen you may have seen a picture of me getting ready for the Oscars, but I felt fat in that dress too. I'm just like you, or you know, you yeah, know, right now, no, so. <laughs> my husband has this glorious job. I'm like, I don't care if you're important enough to write a book about your life and how you got over these things. Then you don't need to. You we're. Coming to you because we want this information from you. We want to know your secrets. We don't want to know that you, you know, that you have these. I mean, it, there's a place for sharing your insecurities, but not for the first three. I just, I, I don't like self-deprecating. I don't like yeah. who's clearly in a place. You of need control. to
1: like own yourself.
0: Yeah. And it's one thing to share that you have similar insecurities. It's one thing to say, I get it. I've been there. I go through these challenges too. But I don't I don't know. It was just something about the tone, something about trying to be really funny. Well, and again, I mean, I'm Cardi- in a bad place, wonders- I realize.
1: Yeah, I know. She, like, she mentioned at one point in the book that the publisher, the Christian publisher. She mentioned so that I'm-
0: multiple times. Right.
1: So I'm just wondering if, there was like maybe constraints on what you I wonder what they cut from the book. Well,
0: and that was my second biggest pet peeve. I'm like, why would you, why, why would you publish this through a Christian publisher? Because there were clearly things that you wanted to express that maybe weren't quite as fit for the, it made me feel like she was trying to tap into a large audience of Christian women who are reading kind of stuff. I it just it felt dirty to me. You know what? You, you could have gotten and then and then to throw in this story about sex or this chapter about sex and I I don't I, I was just, it's just like she.
1: It's but just, I It was almost like she was trying to show like oh I'm a Christian but I'm not one of those uptight right virginal I'm Christians. Right. I'm just like you. I'm just. And like I have you. to say that even though I um was okay with the overall message of the book. Yeah. You know, I just wish, I, I, it just felt a little alienating at some point. Yes. Because, like, as a Jewish person, like, I don't care that, like, like what does this have to do with your religion? It didn't really yes. have anything to do with religion. I mean, this is, like, a universal theme. So don't tell me that I need to find a church support group. Right. <laughs> well, and You know, you like, have- what... No, yeah, go yeah.
0: ahead. Agreed. No, I was going to say, and that kind of comes back to our original statement, which is that neither of us know who she is. So we may not be her target audience. Like if her, if her community, if the people that she wrote this book for are largely Christian women, if that's the kind of people that come to her website mm-hmm. and everything, it makes more sense. So taken in that, in that, um, you know, mindset or like, it's
1: right. just like too bad though. Cause like, why limit yourself that way? Well, especially and then with she something says, that's so universal yeah you know like uh, you why know. constrain yourself in that way yeah you
0: know? I agree I don't know I, I you know I, I I I was a little bit irritated by that whole thing I, I wasn't sure why she decided to go with the but again I don't know the big strategy I don't know her big um her 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 target audience if her target audience is white christian women who have a lot of insecurities she nailed it
1: i know but see that's the (laughs) thing like i didn't really get a feeling from the book that she is like this super christian person no it just uh, yeah you know so like i like didn't really understand but i guess maybe that's where the money is i don't know right So, okay.
0: So let's go back a little bit to frame of mind as we came into this book. So as I mentioned, we got this book um, as part of our Sparkle Hustle Grow subscription. So part of the books that are included that every month are supposed to be books that are geared towards professional development of female entrepreneurs, right? So um, at least that was my understanding of the books and that's how they've all been so far, like talking about finances and growing your business and all these types of things. So- so I came into it under the mindset that this is going to be a book that's going to help me develop better as a person so that yeah. I can be a better businesswoman, so that I can you know, be more confident in all of my things like that. And so from the get-go, I think I came into it from a completely different perspective than if I had been standing in the bookstore looking for an inspirational book and picked it up and thought, huh, this looks like a book that I would, I would like to, to read or whatever. So I have to say that. Again, I have to disclose that, you know, it's just a rough time in my life right now and I feel like picking on anybody and anything, which is ironic because she does have a whole um, section devoted to not judging other women. I don't feel like I'm judging her. I
1: feel like I'm judging... The
0: book, book.
1: like the publishing choices or like the editing choices, I she seems like she probably like a very nice person. Yeah, you know, I would hang out with her. I just you know, and there were some parts that I wish that she had had the courage and the confidence to go
0: deeper into the book. Right, exactly, and um, you know, like we mentioned from the beginning, I just felt like, I mean. I think that the title should be – the subtitle should be something more along the lines of the lies I told myself and what I did to get past them. To me, I would have felt felt much better about the book if that's what – but this subtitle, Stop Believing the Lies About Who You Are So That You Can Become Who You Were Meant To Be, that sounds like a self-help book in which I'm really going to get – um action tips that I can implement in my life. And I felt like these were very personal um, action tips. Some of them are universal, you know, find a tribe. That's something we all preach. Don't judge other women, you know, open yourself up and lose the cape. Exactly. This is the kind of stuff we talk about all the time. I did like her chapter on, on, um, you know, you should be further along than you feel you are right now, because I think that's something that, especially as mothers, a lot of us struggle with because we, okay. I can't say we, because this is getting very personal to me. Like, I know there's a lot of times, like I feel if I weren't trying to be a mother, that I would be at a completely different place, that I never made it to the place that I thought I wanted to be in my career, that I work so hard now. And this is one place where I totally connected with her. I'm the third of four children, and um, I had that same experience growing up where nobody paid attention to me unless I did something really well or really bad. Those were the only times I ever got attention. So I grew up thinking that to be loved – I had to be producing. I had to be, you know, making something, creating something, getting out there in front of. So I, that part, that part of the book, I really, 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 really connected with because I was like, I understand that completely. And that is why I am also a workaholic because I feel like the way to be loved is to be producing. And um, I told, I totally got that part. So there were some places where I connected with her and felt like I understood. But for the most part, there. I think we just lost our live. We'll just keep on talking. Um, for the most part, um, yeah, you know, I just I felt like the the one two threes were super super superficial, and that they applied to someone in her life situation and with her her um, background and her you know her everything. And I didn't know that they were very <sighs> applicable to the masses, if you will. <laughs> Oh no, know. you know, but I don't know. Okay, um, so I've vented. I've gotten it out of my system. I have shared why I was so upset. It was just something about something about the book that just.
1: Yeah, I know. I just, I think I was just disappointed. Yeah, that like cause there was so like you said there were so many parts where she could have really just gotten needy and like really got into it. You know yeah. the way. Brene does, or the way Shonda does, you know, oh, but she just, you know, just like, wait, tell us more about that, right. you know, like, don't, don't, it's not time for a new chapter, you still have so much more that, that you could say about this,
0: right, you know,
1: or, and, or if it had been done more like a memoir, I think
0: I would have approached I, instead of a self-help, I think a memoir would have like rubbed me much differently because then it is her experience and us learning about her and us learning how she came through it, even though memoirs are supposed to be universal and everyone's supposed to go on the journey and come out together. Like, I think it would have been different, but coming from it yeah. from the mindset of this is a self-help book. I'm going to learn how to become who I was meant to be. I'm going to learn how to stop telling myself these lies. And I just didn't get that.
1: No, and and also I just like have a problem with, you know, like what does she mean? Who you were meant to be? Right. Like what? What did that even mean? You know, I think I am already the person that I was meant to be. You know. Yeah, it kind of you no. Know, like out. I like myself. I'm not saying that I'm perfect or they're... I think that I can improve, but I feel like at this point in my life, 38 years old, I'm like very comfortable with who I am. Exactly. And, you know, and I'm okay with not being perfect and I'm okay with, you know, I, with my life not turning out the way I thought it would be when I was in my 20s.
0: Exactly. You and, know? And yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I would agree with you. I think there was some of that happening within me too. It just from the get go, it felt very, I don't like it when, when, when I feel like someone's trying really hard to be funny. And I felt like from the very opening, she was trying really hard to be funny and it didn't, it didn't it didn't settle well with me. Right. It it didn't work. No. And it's kind of funny because my husband came in and, and again, the title, I just, I don't like the title. I understand (laughs) where it was coming from. I understand that it's different and that they wanted to make an impression with it. But my husband picked up the book. He saw it sitting on the bed. The good, the good point about the book is that it's a really quick read. I read the entire book in about less than an hour last night which is awesome we want quick quick, how did you do that well I skim because I've gotten really good at skimming books like this and when (laughs) I saw something that really got my attention then I slowed down and really and really read it but I did read every single page I read every single page sometimes I only read the first two sentences (gasps) Like, I'd read the first couple sentences of the paragraph. I was like, okay, I don't need to know any more about that. Okay. Yeah. I, don't,
1: I mean, but, like, yeah, you know, there was, like, know. some stuff in there where I was like, wow, that's how she met her husband? Yeah. And, <laughs> the, and, and the husband, that kind of bothered me, too. Like,
0: I really felt like there needed to be more about how he changed. Because the part where it's like, he treats her like crap for a year. Then he breaks up with her. She's finally gets the backbone to say,
1: "Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm you not." You know what it reminded me crap. of? Who? It reminded me of Carrie and Mr. Big and Sex yes. in the City. Yes. So he says, "He says I don't want
0: to be with you. This is just you're just a booty call." She says, "Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you anymore." Two hours later he's banging on her door in the middle of the night, and it's just happily ever after from there yeah I'm I really like- felt like there was an opportunity to dig deeper into self worth self value and yeah. how we can how we can really like
1: I mean you know if you person- remember from Sex in the city things didn't turn out well even after they got
0: together yeah exactly
1: you know but also just like that age difference yeah that's like a huge that's like a pretty big dynamic you know i mean she was 19 years older than her that's not like i don't know my husband is eight years older than me and i think that that's a big age difference 19 years i mean it's like in the, city.
0: in the book they only have an eight year difference she was 19 and he was 28 so nine year difference
1: no i'm pretty sure she said that he was 19 years older than her no, no. she was Wait, 19. i'll find it uh-uh. she's 19 he was
0: 28. So yeah, um, nine year, nine year difference, but, um,
1: really I feel like it was much, um,
0: <laughs> anyway, you, regardless, like, I just felt like there was a really opportunity to dig into like what you just he bangs on her door and he says you don't even know what he says you just know that he bangs on her door and from and and basically she glosses through and says and from that point in time he's been my best friend the best partner he's a great dad all of this stuff and it's like okay uh, there had to have been a little bit more to the story, right there. You know what happened? How did you change? How did if this is supposed to be a Christian book? Then what I want to know as a Christian woman struggling with marriage and my in my struggling with my husband and my marriage. How, what did you guys do that helped you fix things? And you know, like the the opportunity to really dig deeper and really dive into how they were able to get past those things, how they were able to build such a strong relationship from that. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel that's, that's my thoughts on the book. I feel like she felt like um, she wanted to write a book for her community. She wanted to share more personal details about her life. She wanted to share how she got through them. But the mistake that they made, in my opinion... Because her stories are good, the writing is not bad. The book is an easy read; it's interesting, um, and and her things that helped me are fantastic. They are she's sharing what helped her, how she got through that, how she changed, how she overcame. But um, I don't know when it's supposed to be a book that's like
1: yeah.
0: I'm reading. this. Yeah, I'm looking maybe, at this section right maybe, maybe now. I just approached it completely. Yeah, so it's all to convince you. Oh, yeah, eight years, you're right, eight years. I don't know
1: why I thought she was 19 years older than her, but, yeah, eight years is a big difference. I feel like my husband has lived, like, several lifetimes before we met. (laughs) You know, I don't know why eight years, because, like, I think about it this way. When he was in college, I was in fifth grade. Yeah, right. You know, like, that's a huge, and he, like, did all this stuff before he met me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? It is a big difference. And there's a lot of life to be lived between 19 and 28, you know, so I don't know. Anyway, so in sum, cause I have to, we have to cut this off soon, but in summary, here's my overall impression. I think it's an entertaining book. I think uh, she covers a lot of ground and she does talk about a lot of topics that are um, universal to us as women, feeling yeah. down on ourselves, feeling overweight, feeling insecure, the struggles of motherhood, the struggles of infertility and pregnancy, pain, loss, grief. She puts a lot of stuff into one book and um, and the information itself was interesting to read. The book in itself was not bad. I should say it wasn't, it was organized well. I think I came at it from an approach of I'm going to learn a lot and I don't feel like I did. I learned a lot about her, but none of none of her action tips were very relevant to me or very applicable yeah. to me, I guess. And I think a large part of that came from the fact that I feel like she approached it from her point of view of life, and her point of view is a very minority point of view because she comes from a wealthy family in LA, you know? Sure. And whereas, whereas, Chandra managed to do something completely different with her book, even though she is a superstar and wealthy and all of that stuff. Like, that stuff never bothered me in her book because she never came from it from a I'm-just-like-you perspective. Right, And but I also- think that's what bothered me because she's yeah. trying
1: to say, I'm just like you, yeah. and she's and- not just like me. Yeah. And also, I think with Chandra Rimes, like when she was talking about how crazy it was that she almost said no to being invited to the – you, you as a reader are like, oh my God, that is crazy. Why would you say no? You should totally go and right. you know, meet the president. What's wrong right. with you? You right. know, not like, oh, I'm just, I, I almost said no because who am I? I'm just a regular person. Right, exactly. You and know? The like, that's, you the never, that's the biggest difference with
0: Shonda. She wasn't trying to like teach us how we should do something. She was saying, this is my life. These were my challenges. These are how I worked through them. And, um, and, but the lessons somehow she managed to make them universal where you were like, you could apply what she was talking about and be like, I totally get that. I'm not like you. This is not my life. I'm not writing big things and working with movie stars every day. But I know what it's like to feel like I can't manage my three kids and my home and my job at the same time. You know, right. so it was it was just it's the way it was written, it's the way it was framed, it's the tone, the tone of the book, I think really Yeah,
1: no, even like in this book when Rachel's like, I'm the nerdiest person they'll ever meet. I'm a thousand times more nerdy than you. Like, who, what? Like, who cares? Right. It's okay. I'll still like you, even if you're not the nerdiest person that I know. Right. <laughs> you know? And, and why and are we like, having a competition over who's nerdy? I mean... <laughs> You know, and then there was stuff that, like, she, there were other stuff that I related to. I actually had Bell's Palsy when I was in high school. My flute teacher
0: did, too, so I did know what she was talking about there, and I was like, wow, that's, that,
1: that part was really interesting. That was another part that yeah, I. Yeah, and, like, I totally related to that part about how she, like, felt so self-conscious. Yeah, Because her face is, like, paralyzed, and I remember yes. my teacher telling me, you know, like, it's okay, you don't have to hide your face. Yes. You look fine. Yeah. You know, just. You know, and I, like, related to that part, but, you know, the rest of it, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not having sex with my husband multiple times a day, every single day of the week, 365 days a year. Like, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen, and it doesn't solve your problem. it
0: doesn't solve the problem, and that was really one of the funniest action tips of the whole thing, because I was like, you are completely out of touch With most women at this phase of life, if you think the problem to solving their marriage is to telling them to have
1: sex with their husband every night of the week for a month, (laughs) I know. I mean, I get that she's like trying to say that you need to like reestablish that connection, that intimate connection with them, but you don't have to do it by having sex every day. You could do it just by like talking to your husband.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know, and
1: I did like the part where she was like, you know, I shared all my fears with my husband and, you know, because that helped him understand her more. And I do think that that's an issue that some women, including me, have with their husbands just feeling like their husbands don't understand them because you don't unload all your problems on them. I'm like, that's what I have girlfriends for. So, you know, I mean, on the one hand,
0: again, there were some parts that I really liked about the book. I think if the book had been framed to me in a different way, if I'd come at it with a different mindset, with a different expectation, it's an entertaining book. And, you know, we all have this celebrity mindset, like for the people that we know, I didn't know who she was, so it wasn't like, you know, but but for the people that we know and we're really interested in, for her tribe, this may have May be a fantastic book because they yeah. wanna, they love her, they follow her, they want to know everything about her, and that's great. I just wish she had done it from a not so much of a, am trying to be just like you, I'm trying to be girls because you know, you know we're we're not doing a lot of the things that she is doing. Most most average American women, yeah. but, you know. So to to approach it just more like from that perspective of this is who I am this is why I am. And this is what I do to me would have been so different than the whole, this is who I am. And this is how I'm just like you. This is what I do. And this is what you can do too, to be just like me. Or so we can all be the, you know, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I go back to, I'm in a bad mood. So (laughs) poor Rachel, (laughs) Rachel didn't stand a chance. No, but I did. There were some, I did, there were some parts of the book that I really enjoyed and really, you know, paused and went through slowly. And, um, and I think for, for her for her tribe, this is, this is probably a great book because this is probably very true to her style and her personality and her peeps probably love it.
1: Yeah. No. I, I, mean, I think I have to go check out her website now to see yeah. if like this is just reflective of her like online personality. But, you know, I like try to imagine myself recommending this book to someone and I'm like, there are better yeah. books that you can read. for what this book is supposed to do
0: yeah yeah no this would not be what i if somebody were to say you know i'm really struggling with um the lies i tell myself and breaking out you know i would recommend tanya rainier's book the mindset shift mindset switch if i can remember yeah the switch (laughs) Yeah, yeah i would recommend that that you know but this one i wouldn't be like well let me um Let me, let, let me recommend you this book so you can figure out how you can put your life back together again. That wouldn't, so you can find the happiness you deserve. This wouldn't be the book I would recommend.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I'm glad I read it though, because I feel like, because I feel like she's right. You know, like we do tell ourselves things about ourselves. Like we believe things about ourselves that hold us back. You know, like for example, like, until my husband left for California, I believed that, like, there were a lot of things that I couldn't do around the house without him. Right. You know? And I'm like, oh, I am doing this. You know, I'm fixing my dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, you know, throwing out mice. like, I, you know what I mean? I'm c- c- shoveling off my car, you know? So, we do definitely Trick ourselves into thinking that, like, we can't possibly do this, or that yeah. we're not capable absolutely. of doing that. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the overall
0: theme of the book was was great. Let's band together. Let's stop telling ourselves that we can't do these things. Let's, you know, let's 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 help each other. I think. Yeah. I think. I think. If I from the from the optimistic side, it's you know like. You don't have to stay stuck in these positions. You can make a difference. You can change it. You can enjoy life more. You can get out of these lies. That perspective was good. Um, but anyway, but you know, entertaining read. And you know, who knows? You may listen to this and you might be like, This is exactly the kind of book I read I, I want to read. I don't know. I don't
1: know. I wonder how I wonder how the audio version sounds. <laughs> I don't know, You're but not- I'm not gonna spend the money to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like maybe it would come off better if it was like her talking. Maybe that's quite possible. That's yeah. quite possible. okay,
0: Rachel. Right, so wait for
1: next month's book.
0: Yes, for next month's book. What did we decide? Just tell what me. I'm any Heather,
1: Heather Lavasse, just tell me I'm pretty
0: awesome. And we actually should be able to get her on to discuss the book with us for the end of the month book clubs. So. Yeah, because
1: we had already planned to have her on the podcast.
0: That's right. So we're that looking forward to it. Hey, if you read Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis and had a completely different opinion, let us know. Send us a comment on the blog post. Yeah, on the comment down there or put comments on the live um, in our uh, Facebook page, or just post on our page or whatever. I would love if you walked away from this with a completely different perspective on this book. I would really like to hear it because you know we're all about encouraging each other. <laughs> Although I was not very encouraging in this episode. But, you know... I want to hear other perspectives and hear maybe what I missed while I was reading it through my lenses of overwhelm and craziness and uh, bitterness a little bit. Um, but you
1: know. And Rachel, if you're watching this, <laughs> if you see there, we would love to get, we would love to get your feedback. I mean, just, you know, come in and talk to
0: us. Well, you know, she said she doesn't read bad reviews. So I'm assuming if she hears that we posted a bad review on, on our podcast, she's not. Yeah, but I don't
1: think, think we did a bad review. <laughs> we did no, do a bad no. review. No. I mean, it's I would have rated at
0: least a three. So that's not bad. I consider bad as one, two. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. and And I would have to In all honesty though, it's not, it's not, it's a, it's a well-written book. It's an entertaining book. So, you know, from the book perspective.
1: I think maybe we were just not the right audience
0: for the book. Nailed it. That's exactly right. We were not the right audience. And um, for, for the person who was her audience, I'll bet it was a fantastic book. If you're Rachel's audience and you love this book, please let me know. I want to hear your insights too. Okay. So join us on next, the last Wednesday in April. Okay, oh, we're my God. Going into April. Yeah. And we will be talking about Just Tell Me I'm Pretty by April uh, by April. By Heather LaRoss. It is not what you would think when you read the title. So um, it's, a, it's a great memoir about a mom in her 40s who has uh, struggled through raising two boys, one with pretty bad ADHD and her kind of coming of age and her um, figuring out life as a middle-aged woman and what all that means. And it's, it's, it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you think about things. It's a, it's a good book. So I look, I look forward to talking about it.
1: Yeah. So we'll drop a link to that. And so that all of you can get a copy of the book and read Absolutely. it. I don't think it'll take me the whole month to read it this time.
0: Probably not.
1: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody. Right. Have a great day. And
0: Bye. We'll chat soon.